This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast number 298. We are the Fight Disciples. This one's dedicated to the world of mixed martial arts, mainly UFC. There's a bit of Bellator coming your way in a moment or two and various other franchises as well. If you've only just come across us, you can subscribe on iTunes. Fight Disciples is what you're looking for. And you can get our website, fightdisciples.com for all your Android feeds. At Fight Disciples, Facebook and Twitter, at The Fight Disciples on Instagram. Please follow us there and get on our YouTube channel as well. Hit the subscribe button. I know I say that every single week, but it'd be wonderful if you took the time just to do those things. That'd be great. Thank you so much. Now, let's get stuck into a little bit of uh, conversation about the weekend's mixed martial arts. And I'm feeling pretty smug. I'm going to be honest with you, Nicholas. Mm -hmm. On last week's programme, I said that it'd be a bad night for them Brazilians in Brazil. I also said that the uh, strawweight championship would change hands. Yep. Tick, 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 tick. Boom. Yep. Literally tick, tick, boom. Yeah, there was some amazing knockouts on this card. Fucking hell. Some people will be really disappointed they never walked away the 50 grand check because, you know, there was three or four or even five highlight reel knockouts. Mm to pick from but instead the UFC just went all in on Jessica Andrade fighting the night with Rose Namajunas which was fucking amazing uh, and then they give a knockout of the night as well for that power slam um, I thought Rose started the fight immense like I, I did say last week I thought Rose would get beat I thought Andrade would be too strong and I just didn't see Rose or anyone holding on to this strawweight belt for too long um, but after the first round I was like okay I'm totally wrong here because Rose is fucking amazing even better than when she fought Joanna. I, I agree. She was outstanding. She, uh, her tactics for Andrade were absolutely spot on. It was just get, get a. She Andrade bulls forward. Yeah. And Rose is like, this is all you got to do. do. You know what she was step like? off, check up. I'll step you, off, check up. This is going to sound Perfect. like obviously I'm wanking off my girl, but she was very uh, Joanna yeah. in the fight. Quick feet, in and out, pop, 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 pop. Gone. She was brilliant. And she I'm was like, absolutely brilliant. And that's, like you said, that hook when she... That check left hook was perfect. Have you got a boggy? What's up with you? Just scratching the side of my nose there. I can feel something. Oh, get your finger in there, lad. What's the matter with you? Nobody can see it. It's all right. It's not going to put anybody off anything. Okay, It's not right. like you've ever eaten on this podcast before whilst people are uh, listening. I've never eaten bogeys. I've eaten sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. Just drank a cup of tea. Yeah. But, uh... Have you got it? I'm all right. It's yeah. gone. It's fine. <laughs> I, only, got it. I only did that because last time we did TV together, you absolutely outed me in front of everybody. <laughs> Listen, you just thanked me for that. Yeah. Had that been HD, yeah. people of the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought Rose was fucking outstanding. But even when Andre closed the distance, like there was two other occasions, in the, twice in the first round, Andre got her up against the fence and tried to power bomb her, yeah. tried to slam her. Well, she did. She and, didn't get it down. But Rose... Uh, on both occasions did the right thing she went for a Kimura as soon yeah. as you come in and, and tackle my waist I'm going to go for a Kimura because that's Dominic Cruz but it's hard to fucking power slam someone when they're in a Kimura but what Rose did was in the first round Andre closes the distance she's got a she's, she's looking for a takedown she's looking to pick her up and drop her down Rose goes for the for the Kimura yeah. the arm lock Andre does throw her down but as, because of the position yeah Rose is able to convert it straight into an armbar. Yeah. Armbar attempt nearly gets a submission. She moves her head position in the, in the one where she finishes the Absolutely fight. perfect. Second round starts, more of the same. Rose is on top. However, mm. Andre gets in the same position again. Rose goes for the Kimura arm lock, thinking, I'm, I'm safe. Andre picks her up against fucking Dominic. Well, she's safe now. She, she cannot be slammed that, in this position. That was she the, cannot be slammed. That is the ultimate commentator's curse, isn't it? Yeah. He, he must have said it about five times. He goes, you can't lift her there. Can't lift her from this position. Well done, uh, Rose. Can't lift. Can't You can't be pile drive from that position. Picks her up and pile drives her. Hold my beer. Yeah. Woo! Exactly. Literally just picked her up with her back. It was yeah. unbelievable. Unreal. Just picked her up and fucking slammed her. And, you know... She landed on her head. There was a few people saying, isn't that an illegal move? Because no. she spiked her. No, because it, it was a submit. It was Rose's decision to pursue the submission, even though she'd been picked up in the hair. Yeah, she held in on. The air. She held on to that submission attempt. And Andrade's way of getting out of that submission is to slam her down. It was Rose that should have let go and saved her own skin and, and, and you know, landed on her back or whatever she may be. But because she's pursued it, it was her fault that she got power bombed head first. Uh, sensational performance from Andrade. No surprise, ultimately, that Andrade was going to win in Brazil because she's just so strong. Frustrating as a big, big, huge Rose, Rose Namajunas fan. Yeah. Just because Rose was outstanding. Yeah, she For was. the previous fucking eight minutes, she was great. Concerning, mate, listening to, to a chat. I know she's had a lot of stuff going on outside the octagon in the build-up to this fight, yeah? 
and to get herself in the right psychological space in order to, to go to Brazil. I mean, think of that. She's the champ. She's gone to Brazil to go and fight a Brazilian. It's fucking yeah. mental what she's done. Yeah. Fair play to her. So she's got in there. She's been brilliant, but she's ended up getting beat. And then to listen to her afterwards, just chatting and maybe, th- you know, yeah, it's maybe a little bit too early to interview her straight after that defeat. And she's talking about maybe I won't do this again. Maybe I'll call time on this. I don't know. I've got to assess some things. Listen, we've heard champions do that before, but I think having watched the first five minutes, she's got so much more to give us. Yeah. And I just hope that she's not in the space of calling time on this. Yeah. She's a, she's a, you know, she's a little kindred spirit, Rose Nama Yunus. You know, anyone that knows about her background and her upbringing and all that, she's, she's had a tough life, a really tough life. Um, and she really is like a little flower amongst the, amongst thorns. But it was the worrying thing for me was that she said, I'm glad that weight's off me now. I'm glad yeah, the pressure's the off pressure me. Of it's like, being it's champ. like she doesn't want to be champ. It's like she just wants to fight and enjoy it. She doesn't necessarily want to be champ. Now, that upset me because I was like, as soon as the fight ended, I'm like, well, we've got to see a rematch. Yeah, because 100%. Rose was winning. It was a brilliant fight. 100%. You know, Rose beat Joanna to become champ and had to give her an immediate rematch and she fucked it up. Whereas here, Jessica was getting beat until she got that slamming. So, I would like to see immediate rematch, but the noises Rose is making, mate, I'm not going to push her into doing anything. She can do whatever she likes. It sounds like she just does, she wants to compete fighting, but she doesn't want to compete for the belt anymore. It sounds like winning the belt back would be a disaster for Rose in mm. her headspace right now. Mm. And that is worrying, as you say. Which then leads me to Joanna, because she'll be chomping yep. at the bit because she's already she beat Andrade. She's already beat Andrade. Mm-hmm. Andrade. She's ready to go, baby. Yep. That title's coming back to Poland. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's not really happening for her at flyweight, is it? So I think she comes back down to strawweight and she gets this opportunity without a shadow without. I think you're right. Let's fucking mm-hmm. go. She's never, ever, ever going to beat Val- my girl, Valentina. She's never going to beat Shevchenko. She's just not big enough. Yeah, I agree. And I think this is her weight division. But Rose has got a number, but Rose is not the champ anymore. And from the sounds of it, Rose is not going to be the champ again anytime soon. So I think you're right. I think, Nami, you, I think if I was... Uh, Joanna now, straight onto the UFC. Get me a strawweight fight as soon as possible. Yeah. A final eliminator and put me in with Andre. Well, Suarez is uh, fighting, isn't she? She's got a fight coming up. Yeah. And I think the winner of that fight will probably be fight next Andrade. in line for Andrade. Yeah. Um, but Joanna, Jessica will be a great fight. Man. Yeah. Let's absolutely. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. What is the narrative from uh, the UFC towards Anderson Silva at this moment in time? Because for me, and I've said this, I think I said it a little bit last week. He dominated and inspired so many people to become fans of mixed martial arts. But that seven-year domination period, he's kind of earned the rights to have the end of his career played out how he wants it to be played out. Now, I know that he's shouting for these big fights, but surely the UFC kind of owe him a duty of care, feeding him heavyweights. I mean, the guy was a heavyweight that he was fighting at the weekend, and he absolutely smashed his knee to bits. I just think that... It's important that narrative. The way that he goes out of the UFC is important. We don't. I don't want to see what's happening to BJ Penn. You will. Yeah, I'm pretty confident we will. And if the UFC, I don't know, because there's other franchises out there because of the eyes that he will bring to the sport, Anderson Silva, that'll pay him to go and fucking fight like, for them, like BJ Penn. It's exactly the same position that BJ Penn's in, you know. And, and afterwards, the UFC were even asked. Um, they're talking about extending his contract, mate. I think Dave Shaw was asked, like, why is BJ Penn still fighting? And he's like, because he wants to. Yeah, but he's lost seven fights on the spin. On the spin. Anderson Silva has won, Nick, you know, let's count the Nick Diaz fight then. In the last eight fights, in the last six years, seven years, I think it's seven years Since now. Since 2012, I think it is. This. He's, he's, he's won two fights. The Diaz fight was scrapped because they both popped. And he, the other one was Derek Brunson, when Brunson stood in front of him yeah. and went, oh, it's Anderson Silva. And fucking basically let him have it. Yeah. But uh, he's lost every other fight. He's been carried by decent guys. If Anderson Silva's going to continue to fight, he's got to fight other, like... Legend. Uh, it's gotta if Clay Guida's going to continue fighting, yeah, put him in with fucking... Uh, BJ Penn. BJ Penn's going to continue fighting. Put him in with a Clay Guida. Yeah. Put him in with fucking iconic names, Agreed. big names. Agreed. Don't put him in with former heavyweights. That's knocking dudes out at middleweight. It's insane, absolutely insane. But listen, I guarantee the UFC never went to Anderson Silva and begged him to fight Cannoneer. No. Cannoneer, they went, who do you want to fight? And he's gone, this guy, this guy, or this guy. Like Anderson Silva in the last 12 months was calling out, wanted Darren Till to fight him before obviously Darren got beat. What the fuck's he wanted Adesanya to fight him. He wanted... I, get the, I get the Adesanya narrative. Yeah. It's a passing of the torch. I get that. I don't get this at the weekend with Cannoneer. Cannoneer, no. At all. 
It, it, it was a crazy matchup to me. I, I think the only hope was that he did a Derek Brunson, that he stood there and went, oh my God, I'm in Brazil and I'm fighting Anderson Silva. But as soon as the fight started, you were like, okay, he ain't doing that. He's come here to be the bad guy. He just kicked the shit out of he me. He was like, I'm, I'm too big, I'm too strong, and you're too old to be able to get out of the way. And he just beat the shit out of him. Like, to stop Anderson Silva in the manner he did with an inside leg kick like that, okay, it went across the knee. Okay, fucking super painful. And I tweeted at the time, I was like, oh man, leg kicks are the worst thing in the world. Getting kicked in the leg is the worst thing in the world. Especially when it comes across your knee. But if you're a professional fighter, you roll with that. You take that. You know, it's not like he kicked them fucking 50... Well, he never Jose Aldo'd them, you know, where he just fucking kicked the legs off people. Uriah Faber, for instance, and Faber just couldn't walk anymore. He kicked them half a dozen times. But I just think Anderson Silva, for me now, knows how to lose. I think he pulled himself out of that fight. I didn't think he wanted to win that fight. As soon as he took that kick, 40-odd-year-old Anderson Silva went, get me the fuck out of here. And he went, oh, my, I broke my leg, stop the fight, oh, my God. Because five minutes later, he walked from the octagon. I just think his mentality, from where he was, he was untouchable in his heyday. Now, he's a 40-odd-year-old man that shouldn't really be in the UFC. And if he is in the UFC, he certainly shouldn't be in the co-main events mm. fighting against killers like Cannonier. One thing I will say about Jared Cannonier, that is how you embrace the the uh, the crowd being against you absolutely he was absolutely Perfect. I know that I slagged WWE off here right but he went full fucking rock heel. absolutely he was the heel he gave it full pantomime body and I thought to myself do you know something yeah you've just beaten Anderson Silva in Brazil so that's it in itself big enough yeah but the way that you are now playing the crowd mate you've fucking arrived you're yeah. in the middleweight division now hundred percent made a name for himself that's what it's all about and you know what I can't wait to see him fight again because he's a fucking monster yeah. He's an absolute monster, and he'll get a top. He'll get a top ten fight now. I'm sure he will. Don't respect me. I don't respect you. Exactly, Fuck yeah. off. Fuck you. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it, man. I love that shit. Mm. Volkanovski was. Told you. We said it. Brilliant money. He one, was brilliant. One thing that I didn't predict is it would be such a shutout. It'd be so one-sided. Yeah, I didn't and, think. Yeah, but Jose, I've never, I've never thought I'd ever see the day that Jose Aldo lost the decision in Brazil. Yeah, no. But they had no choice. No, absolutely. Fucking hell, a blind got, man could have it, scored that fight. He got an eye, didn't he? He just battered him. He just battered him. But I, I was. But quite, that to be against. honest, I was quite disappointed with Jose Aldo, just yeah. like I was disappointed with Anderson Silva. I think Anderson Silva quit. Right. And I think Jose Aldo just didn't turn up. Or I think he turned up and he. I think he felt Volkanovski flat for the first minute or two and thought, I don't fancy this. Do you reckon? Yeah. I just didn't think he, he, he committed to the fight at all. Which is got, weird in Brazil. Yeah. In Rio, in his hometown, I just don't think he turned up. Or maybe he underestimated Volkanovski or whatever. If he did, he's fucking mental. Mm. As we said last week, I think Volkanovski's going to do it. I don't think oh, Jose Aldo's listening to Fight Disciples, mate. We don't do a Brazilian version of it. Yeah, maybe just in case someone's Sanders. translating it into Portuguese. Yeah. Um, I just didn't think he turned up. I, think it was, I was massively disappointed, especially on the resurgence that he's on. I think if he wins here, he gets the vacant title shot. Um but now I've got no problem whatsoever with Volkanovski fighting for the featherweight belt if Max does indeed stay up mm. because he deserves it. Doing that to Jose check Aldo this, in his hometown. Mate, he was outstanding with Volkanovski, but check this out, right? You've got Bobby Knuckles, Adesanya, Volkanovski is also Australian, mm -hmm. Max Holloway, same card in Australia. Oh, yeah. That would be a bit, wouldn't it? That would be a cracker, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if Max goes back to feather, I can't see it, but if he does... That would be amazing. I, you know what? I think you're on the money, actually. I think Volkanovski in co-main event, fighting for the vacant belt, I get it. I just think Max is going to give it up. All right. I think Max is going to stay at lightweight. But in Australia on that card? In Australia on that card. Biggest night in Australian history. The chance to have a two... Well, Australasia will get yeah, two yeah, yeah, world yeah. champions. It'll yeah, yeah. be fucking absolutely amazing. Good shout, man. Nice matchmaking. I like Volkanovski. I'm a yeah. massive fan of I'd his. like to see him fight. Look at the streak as well. What him, is it? Him against Brian Ortega for the vacant yeah. belt. Yep. Nope. Sign me up. He's 7-0 UFC. He's 17, I think, isn't he? I think he's only been defeated once, has he? Lost his fourth fight, yeah. The um, Also, think of the, the, the names that he is now connected to with, the, with beating Jose Aldo in Brazil. Max Holloway's beaten him twice. Mm -hmm. Conor McGregor's beaten him. And now Volkanovski. That's it. That's it. In the UFC. Yeah. That's elite level competition. That's elite level company to be keeping. Volkanovski's the real deal, man. Get him that title Absolutely shot. Absolutely the real deal. He mm. was brilliant. Mm.
I can't believe Tiago Alves lost the decision in Brazil. <laughs> and to be honest, all credit to Staropoli because, you know, I thought he was great and he did deserve the decision. But to lose in Brazil when mm. you're Tiago Alves, former world title contender, been around forever and a day. Even Staropoli at the end, didn't he? He was like, he looked fucking shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was shocked. I was like, wow, okay. I, I, I thought he deserved to win, but let's get this right. This is Brazil. Yeah. Um, I think he's just, you know, especially because... Betcha Correa just lost before him. Little Nog has lost before that. Yeah. Got absolutely fucking totaled. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, totaled. Oh. He did? <laughs> it's like, let's swing this back towards the Brazilian way. Otherwise, we're going to have a fucking riot on our hands here. But it was just, you know, Jessica Andrade saved it, didn't she? Because it was not a good night at yeah, the yeah. office for Brazil. Or legends. All. Or legends in, because in, in, mm-hmm. you had the BJ Penn situation yep. really early on. Then you, yeah. like you've just mentioned, Little Nog got little, starched. Proper starched. Yeah. Wow. And then obviously Anderson Silva's just had the shit kicked out. Well, that, there was. This is what I was saying about. It was surprising that that Andre got a double bonus because um, the knockout on Lil Nog. Yeah, the knockout on Little Nog. That Ryan Span that was fucking wicked. And then Diego uh, Wally Alves knocked out Sergio Moraes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was sensational. That was like a flying knee, and then like the most perfect uppercut just to fold him in half. <laughs> and then the first fight on as well. That um, Araujo, the girl making a that debut. was a great fight. What a that was fucking, the fight of the night. I know that was brilliant. And then the knockout right at the end. Yeah, in the third round. I thought that might have got fight of the night or knockout of the night. I thought that was the fight of the night, the mm. first fight. To be honest, this, I think the UFC are in a worrying trend at the moment of just fucking giving all their bonuses. You've got to be like on the main card to get a bonus these days. That, that upsets me because these girls in that early prelim, that first fight on, if somebody at the UFC, I, I, you know, when Dana's there, it's very rare that early prelims get bonuses because Dana's not out watching the early prelims. He goes mm. out during the prelims or even the main card sometimes. I think this might, whoever was calling the shots here, whether it was Dave Shaw or whatever, um, must have missed that fight because those girls deserved it. Mm. Did you catch any Bellator? Yeah. You know what? Speaking of, like, that was a sick show in Brazil. You said it was going to be amazing. Highlight real knockouts, three or four of them, go back and watch it. We don't say this enough, but go back and watch the main card from Bellator. Yeah. Because the main card was fucking insanely good. Really good. Like that, Taiwan Claxton uh-huh. opened up the main card, scoring a knockout, a ground and pound knockout, a mid flow going, yo, what a fitty, because 50 Cent was cage side, was cool as fuck. You're raining down blows, you look outside the cage and you go, what up, 50? And then you carry on throwing shots and then get the knockout. That shit is, you know, that's legit. Yeah. I love that, man. That should go viral. Um, Obviously, the Jake Hager, TJ Jones thing was bollocks because Jake Hager's obviously Bellator's version of fucking whatever, former former wrestler, putting him in with some big fat fella. He uh, used to be, was it Jack Swagger? I don't know. I don't watch, I, I literally, I'd I never I even saw, heard of him before. No, I think I saw an article on it. I read, I read obviously, I read a thing, oh, well, on the promo, of course, to talk about him being a wrestler, but I didn't know whether he was called Jake Hager or whatever. Uh, but that was bullshit. Uh, AJ McKee against Pat Curran, two fucking absolute legit guys. Brilliant performance by AJ McKee. Then Douglas Lima steps in against Michael Page. Listen, I don't want to beat up on Michael Page. No, not sure. I don't want to beat up on him at all. We said that Douglas Lima's fucking legit. He's proper. Mate, fucking former world champion. He, for me, Douglas Lima was probably the fucking favourite going into this tournament. 100%. This welterweight tournament because he's got he's got his tail up. Rory MacDonald looks like damaged goods and that's even more evident now after his latest outburst. I think Douglas Lima's the man to beat. But then you can't get away from the fact that Michael Page has never, ever fought a world-class fighter before. Paul Daly's not world-class. Not anymore. Ten years ago would have been an amazing win. Paul Daly's, you know, fucking... It's washed up now, I'm yeah. sorry to say. Mm-hmm. Michael Page steps in against Douglas Lima. This may, this could have been, may have been for, you know, may well have been for the world title had this tournament not taken place. But that will always remain that when you got to the summit, when you got against a former world champion, an actual legit guy who's at the peak of his powers, it you were red and red quite comfortably. Don't get me wrong, first part of the fight, Michael Page doing brilliantly. But you always felt that Douglas Lima was waiting for a moment. And then as soon as he split that stance for that wide base in MMA, you can't get that leg out the way quick enough. Mm. Against someone like Douglas Lima, who's razor sharp, that's reading you, that's not just there going, oh shit, what's this guy going to do to me next? Douglas <laughs> Lima's like, okay, you do that again, motherfucker, I'm going to kick that leg off. 
And that's exactly what happened. He jumps into that wide split stance. Mm-hmm. And just for a second, he puts his weight over that front foot. Bang. And Lima was waiting for it. And just went, bang, take that, take that, gone. Two shots. I'm gutted. I, honestly, I'm genuinely gutted because if Michael Page beats Douglas Lima on Saturday night... We've got a superstar. We're fucking in. We're running the show now. This guy's going to become welterweight champion. And fucking Bellator are about to take over UK MMA because they've got the biggest star in UK MMA. One million percent. It was just... But he was always going to get done like that. Someone was always going to do him like that. He was never going to lose on points. He was never... You know, he was always going to be self-destruct because that's the way Michael Page fights. Mm. It's all out there. Someone was just going to time him to that moment to go, boom, I've got you. The the timing's the thing that is the most impressive of the lot. The way that he takes the leg and... Obviously, he's he's well off balance. Gone now. He's falling. Yeah. But just the, just the sharpness from Lima to, to go. go I know that this is going to happen. Left it was, hand. It, it, yeah, it was robotic. He just he's basically swept the leg or kicked the leg out, and right on the whiskers. You knew. As soon as, as soon, that combination was, they were ready with that combination. They did the homework. They looked at Page. They looked at what he does. They thought, okay, the kid's super reflexes, great talent. But watch this moment when he's sp- no one else jumps into that wide karate style wide stance because you're fucking you're flat footed you don't you know you're, you're kind of rooted to the spot mm. unless you're electric you can pull that front foot back which Michael does. However, they've looked at that that split second where he widens his base so wide, and then it's as soon as he does that it's waiting being patient from to as soon as his front momentum goes over that front foot he can't take that foot away now yeah. the weight shift the weight shift is over the front foot his balance is on his front foot as soon as he does that. Lima Ipsen with the leg kick and that's it. That's all she wrote. So they, they'd have drilled that goal. Leg kick, left hand. Leg kick, left hand. Like They'd have drilled that thousands and thousands of times in the run-up to this fight, I guarantee it. And it played out perfectly. Mm. And now there's that horrible thing that Michael Page is going to have hanging over his head as he moves forward in his career is there's a blueprint to beat him. There's a blueprint to do it. And he can't... Maybe well, he this will change his style. Maybe, maybe he'll have to evolve his style now, yeah. Mm. I just hope this doesn't put Michael Page off because you feel like there was this whole rush of momentum and he's got found out at the highest possible level. There's no shame in that. No. You've lost. You basically lost to a world champion or a guy who's probably going to win this tournament. There's no shame in it whatsoever. And yes, he can take a small backward step now, but he's at the top. He can't come back to fighting blown up lightweights and fucking blowing him away at Wembley Stadium and Bellator going, ah, he's the man. Just stay at this level. Come down a drop. Maybe, maybe beat someone that lost in the opening round in one of the other quarterfinals. Re-involve, come back... Don't whatever you do, don't go back to boxing. I don't want. I don't want that bullshit. Or oh, fighting tin can. Yeah, just just stay in MMA. Keep focused. Take it as a lane and move on. And hopefully he does. Mm. I just don't want to see him back in a boxing ring. I mean, is he doing this? Is he doing that? He's all in now. He's just got beat by a world champion. No shame in it. Let's come back again. Mm. What did you make of the other fights on uh, the Bellator card? Um, it was. The, I only watched the main card. I say the main card was brilliant. I thought. <sighs> I don't want to moan again about referees. But at the end of the day, the referee in the Patricio Freire Michael Chandler fight is a cunt. That's it. I've got nothing more to say. The guy's a cunt. How dare you? What the fuck is it? About? It's not about you, you fat swat. <laughs> Get out the fucking way. I just can't believe it. If I was Michael Chandler, I'd have, I'd have just knocked him out. If I was Michael Chandler, I swear to God, I'd have just fucking knocked that referee out. Because he's robbed him. He's robbed him of his world title. Hmm. This is a unification fight. This was like, well, for you know, obviously for free it was a unification yeah, yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. He's the featherweight champ. He comes up to fight the lightweight champ. He's now Bellator's first ever champ champ. Brilliant. Great. However, Michael Chandler was not out. Michael Chandler was fucking recovering. Michael Chandler was coming back. He was just getting his base right while Fear puts him down. He's stuck on all fours. He gets his balance right and he's right about to turn to come back. The referee... Absolute no mark, no business being in a world title fight at that level at all. It, they've got to run it back, haven't they? But this, this is why the UFC fly referees in. You know, who's fucking reffing out in Brazil? You know, a British referee, Mark Goddard. You know, fucking Herb Dean's reffing in Brazil. No, no Brazilians. It's too big. They, they haven't... The, the experience of the referees in Brazil, they're not of the capacity good enough. There's only one referee in Brazil. That's anywhere near that level, and after he fucked up, Dana won't have him anywhere near it now. So they fly them in; they fly in the best referees. Yeah. Bellator just take the local referees. It's it, it just, and this is what happens: fuck ups like this. I it was shocking. It should have been declared. I'll be honest; it should have been declared a no contest. It should have been declared a no contest so because the referee royally, royally fucked up, and it ruined 
what was an amazing main I, again I don't know what the prelims were because like, I haven't watched them but the main card at Bellator 2-2-1 two, two, was sensational man mm. fucking ruined at the end by some blade <laughs> that got, had no business you're going full pricey blade yeah full blade what a tit uh, news from the world of mixed martial agree, arts agree disagree I, have I gone too far uh, did you think it was a good stoppage? Uh, no, I didn't think it was a good stoppage. But I like the passion that you've got for, <laughs> for giving Prick. shit. Get him on the show. <laughs> uh, news from the world of mixed martial arts this week. Listen, cowboy, just fucking have a rest, will you? Just chill for <laughs> 10 minutes. Just calm down because there's a red panic party coming your way. Stop putting it on the line. Stop risking the major payday that is going to come your way. He's in line. He's the top of the tree when it comes to the Conor McGregor fight. Nah, not interested. Cowboy, fancy or not, we uh, that killer, Tony Ferguson, he's up for it again. We had a chat with him last week. He's coming back. He's got his head rate. He wants to get in and knock somebody out. Yep, I'm in. Mad, isn't he? He's fucking off his head, mate. He's mad. It's great. It's a fucking really tough fight. Yeah, but it's a great fight. It's a, it's a brilliant fight. But why is he doing it? Why is he doing it? Well, surely the Conor McGregor fight's further away than... It's come back being I don't announced think is. as further away than what we're saying. Because I, Dana White said, and we're speaking to Connor this week, yeah. there's going to be an announcement soon. Yeah, I think Connor, like you've alluded to on last week's show, will be later on in the year. It's going yeah. It's going to happen. Cowboy doesn't need a fight, does he? He doesn't need a fight in the summer, but he's doing it. Mad. You would think that the winner of this will get Connor. Mad. Yeah, but the winner of this should get a title shot. Which one's bigger? Well, Connor's more money. Which one's bigger? The winner... Yeah, but both these guys want the belt more than they want Connor. Do they? Cowboy's fucking minted anyway. Khabib and... Uh... If you said to Cow... Listen, if, if it was about the money, Cowboy would not be... Uh, this fight wouldn't be announced because he's pole position to fight Connor. Mm. It's not about the money with Cowboy. It's about the belt. He wants a chance at the belt. So Khabib, Poirier, yeah? Yeah. Whoever... Well, you think Khabib comes through that. So that's that's been confirmed, hasn't it? So that's Abu Dhabi. Two forty. That's what we. That's what we're saying. That's what. We're, that's what we're being alluded to. Yeah. Two forty-two. Yeah. Khabib versus Dustin. When's this cowboy fight? Has it been? Have they got a date? It's an ESPN show, isn't it? Yeah. I thought it. I thought it was August. But by the by, it's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're saying that the winner of either of those fights will face each other for the belt. Yeah. Yeah. So Tony Ferguson versus Khabib then by the back end of the year. Yeah, I think... Again! Ferguson, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ferguson's going to start as favourite, isn't he? Uh, if Tony Ferguson, if he's anywhere near the Tony Ferguson that we know, he wins the fight, mate. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Is he anywhere where he was previously? Don't get me wrong. The, the resurgence of Cowboy is incredibly impressive, but we're talking about a fucking crazy animal in Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson yeah. can do everything. He can fight you. He can fuck you up on the ground. He yeah. can do the lot. He's brilliant. He could well be the most rounded lightweight in the world. Mate, I'm telling you. He's got everything. He's got everything. That's why and, I he's, need a, to, and he's a crazy that, motherfucker. That's why I need to see him in the Khabib fight. Yeah. Don't but get me wrong. They've planned it four times, though. It's dropped yeah, off four I know. times. I know. They've each pulled out twice. Or get you. <laughs> Either way, right? So let's let's have a look at Connor then. So obviously we've got... So Judo Marias is coming up 238. Then Jones Santos 239 International Fight Week. Yeah. We haven't got a headliner yet for 240, which is in July. But that's probably too soon. 241 is Cormier Mayochich 2. Yeah, 242 is Abu Dhabi. 242 is Abu Dhabi, which will be Khabib Poirier. 243 is in Sydney. That's the fucking Adesanya Bobby Knuckles fight. So you're looking, probably looking at 244 in November for Connor. Yeah. For Connor's comeback fight, 244. Hmm. That's hmm. time, though. A cowboy can't wait till November. He, no, he, no, 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 no. He just refuses to wait. Right. So, so the... it makes sense for him to fight Tony. Right. And then fight the winner of who, who can't, well, so from August, fight Khabib. So from August to November, it's a decent enough layoff to get yourself a knock where uh, Yeah. Even if, even if Cowboy gets beat off Ferguson, mm-hmm. does he still get the red panty party? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Maybe that's what he's thinking. You know, you lose to the number one guy in the world. Obviously, Khabib's champ, I think. Tony so if he wins, he gets a title one. shot. If Party he loses, he gets two. Connor. It's, it's a win-win, isn't it? Of course it is. You beat Tony, you fight Khabib for the belt. If you lose to Tony, you it's fight Connor. This comeback fight in November. Winner doesn't take the doesn't take the edge off it, does it? No. I'm in. Fuck it. I'm man. in. I'm in. Love it. That's what it's all about. Love man. it. Uh, also, we've uh, we've seen. I mean, I'm not going to get too excited about this until I actually see him in the octagon. Uh, Nate Diaz is uh, coming back for a little bit of a tickle, isn't he? 
Uh, he's going to be fighting Showtime Pessis at welterweight. Showtime, who uh, announced himself at welterweight by beating Stephen Thompson recently. Uh, and Nate Diaz, who hasn't had a fight since Conor McGregor. He's fought at uh, all different types of weight as, uh, as Nate over his career. But welterweight is where he's going to next, if he makes the walk. Yeah, that's the thing. It's Nate Diaz. Anything is it, it going to happen? Anything can fucking happen between now and then. Exactly. You can't. Literally, you just can't get excited about a Nate Diaz fight because probably isn't going to happen. But if it does happen, it's a belter. Yeah. Because fucking Pettis, Jesus Christ, it's roll back the clock, honey. Mm. Roll back the years. So interesting style matchup this because we know that Nate is tough as fuck. Yeah. Brilliant on the deck. Um, and Pettis likes to start fucking nice and fast. Loads of kicks, nice strikes. Yeah. I think that he could light Nate up here and then later on get caught by and, the back end of the fight. I know, listen, I know P- Pettis um, can't string two wins together. He's like win, loss, win, loss, win, loss for the last couple of years. But when you look at his losses, Holloway, Poirier, Ferguson. Yeah, proper. Do you know what I mean? They're fucking proper guys he's losing to there. So, um, Talk that he's washed up, talk that he's finished, there's got to be a little bit premature. And that, Listen, Spark and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson mm. at welterweight, that's fucking his... Darren Till couldn't do it when he was at the peak of his powers, you know? Um, it's, it's, it's a fucking massive fight. Mm. Absolutely. But what a performance and what a fight if it comes off. Because, listen, you know Nate ain't getting chinned. Mm. Nate's going the distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why I, I think... For two rounds, he'd absolutely light Nate up. There'd be claret everywhere, and then Nate somehow will find something from somewhere and fucking rip his, rip his neck off. It's yeah, mad, isn't it? mad. Mm. Hope it happens. Yeah, great Fingers fight. Fingers uh, One fight that's definitely happening is DC versus Stipe. They're rolling it back because Brock has decided to call time on his mixed martial arts career. For me, I'm like, yes, thank fuck for that. I don't want to see it anymore. Done. Well, that's the same bill, isn't it? I think. Diaz Pettis yeah. is for the same schedule card. for the same yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. For Stipe, yeah. Uh, but DC, uh, DC versus Stipe, I'm actually up for this. I know the first fight was extremely conclusive. DC mm-hmm. did the business, landed on the whiskers, and became the champ. Um, I don't. I think it'll go the same way. I don't think it'll be an attractive fight. No, but I think um, we go to the we go to the judges this time round. I don't think we're going to get a knockout. Hmm. I just think there'll be a bit of ground and pound going on here, son. Yeah. I, I think, listen, I just think our heavyweight DC is unbeatable. There's not a heavyweight on the planet that's that's ever been able to beat him. And I don't think there's a heavyweight on out there at the moment that can beat him. Mm. The only way he does get beat is if someone just catches him because these these guys are fucking big. But Stipe is not the guy. Stipe is not that one-punch knockout artist that, that it'll take to just catch him on the chin. It'll be mad. It'll be, you know, it'll be some fucking... One of these big beasts that just catches them from nowhere. Yeah. That's what it'll be. But or obviously, um, John Jones moving up to heavyweight. Mm. I think that's the only other way DC gets beat. I don't think he'll stick around for that though either. Mm. I think if he beats Stipe, that could well be the end for him. Got some. I've got some goss on that. Oh, you were you were hanging out with our boy Johnny Bones Jones. Well, the you know what I mean. Let's I've be got, honest then. Let's, I've gone okay. Full so Adam Adam was hanging out with John Jones at Body Power in Birmingham on Sunday yeah. and his, with his new boyfriend Dan Hardy. Oh, Dan's left me now. look at him. Me and Dan he's have gone, split up now. He's gone full tilt. Now, now, now he's <laughs> him and Adam are fucking having a little love affair, a little bromance. Here he is. So the two little bromancers are hanging out with fucking John Jones, mm. and I'm thinking to myself yesterday, I'm, I'm on my way to the match, obviously, but I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking to stop myself. Stop there. Stop there. The reason why you're not hanging out with is is because you chose football over with fighting. Fucking right. Right, carry on. And uh, I was thinking, I wonder if my old mate will have the balls to mention the words pictograms mm. around Johnny Bones Jones, or, mm. and this is definitely the case, will he turn full shit house? <laughs> And be like, oh, John, it's great to meet you. Oh, it's fucking fantastic. Best of luck with your fight in July. We're thinking of coming out to Vegas to support you, John. <laughs> you, you fucking did, didn't you? You did. The thing is, by the No time- mention of pictograms or swimming pools or a, at a fucking supplements expo. <laughs> you met John Jones at a supplements expo and you didn't drop the supplement bomb on him, did you? You fucking coward. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you went full fanboy. Oh, did you? 
I said to you, whatever you do, make sure you get a photo of John Jones standing in front of a load of supplements for our Instagram. It'll be funny as fuck. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 will, yeah, will. You, you fucking coward. You didn't. You had a photo standing next to him with your arm around him. The thing him. is, but the, the, with people listening to this now, you've probably seen the interview because I think I think it goes up on YouTube or something on Tuesday. So you will probably have seen it by the time you are listening to this. So this is probably even funnier than me and him having this conversation because <laughs> he hasn't seen the interview yet. Not yet. <laughs> Listen. I dropped in there. I kind of skated round it a little bit. Fucking coward. I said, how are you psychologically after uh, <laughs> after the last couple of years? Because it's not gone all your way, has it? Listen, you said to me, because you've interviewed him many times. Yeah, and I knew this would happen because, listen. He's got it. You, listen, you've because you'd never met him, Yeah, it's easy for you to, to give him stick because you're just like a fan on the outside yeah. going, that cheating bastard, picked a ground my ass, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And while I kind of joined in, I'd always said to you, he's cool as fuck in real life, you know, he's a top bloke, yeah. really nice fella. Yeah. So when you were going to meet him, I was like, mate, you will go fanboy because I know John Jones will have you eating off the palm of his hand yeah. within 30 seconds because that's who he is. Less than that. And uh, there Less than that. See what I mean? He walked in the room, he shut my hand, looked me in the eyes, introduced himself and I went, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That was it then. Brilliant. That was it. You were on the fucking you're on the party train. Do you know you? like on the on Jungle Book when that snake has the has the yeah. boggly, boggly eyes and it looks you straight in the straight in the face and you hypnotised. Yeah, that's exactly what I was like. One hundred percent. He walked out the room and I went. Oh, I didn't talk to him about pictograms. <laughs> <laughs> nice though, mate. He's a cool dude. Mate. He is a cut. Listen, he, it is what it is. He, do you know something? He was actually quite honest about the drugs thing. Uh-huh. He said, and he took the angle of listen, I'm blessed to be in this sport to be doing what i'm doing at the very highest level i fucked up and doing in the last two years has kind of rammed home to him that he can't fuck up anymore he can't do those types of things don't you fucking look at me like that here he is just go and watch the here he is watch the, the defending john jones after fucking it. two years of slagging him off <laughs> calling him for everything you're now making a case that's it of why we should forgive and forget that's aren't it. you go and check my instagram out there's a lovely picture up there we'll be whacking that up fucking hell it's all right it's john it's all right it's pulsing it's pulsing <laughs> brilliant i love it Science, mate. Science. You can't. You can't defend the science. No, yeah. you can't. Mm. Um, well, I'm glad though, because anyway. he's the fucking greatest that ever done it. So <laughs> it is a, what it is. The reason why I brought that up is because part of that chat, he says, "Why would I give away any size advantages to DC by going up to heavyweight? If DC wants it, he comes down to light heavyweight." Oh, right. Okay, that's what he said. I thought he just liked to. He would just like to literally piss all over DC's chips because right now DC will retire and go. I never lost to a, I only ever lost to a fucking dirty athlete. Yeah. And I never lost their heavyweight. Yeah. Put me in the fucking Hall of Fame. I've got a, I want to say I'm the greatest of all time because I was clean. Yeah. And I think John Jones, by John Jones going, I'll go to heavyweight. Yeah. Test me as much as you like and fucks him up again because he will. Then John Jones basically fucking literally gets his cock out and takes a piss over DC's entire career. Yeah. But without that heavyweight move, DC will always have that. Well, I was the best heavyweight. Blah blah blah. Well, according, that's the difference. Well, according to my mate Jones, mm-hmm. he uh, he says, "Ah, John, yeah, our John." He says, "Thiago Santos next, obviously, which is what we're expecting uh, in the summer, as long as everything goes to plan and nobody uh, pops or anything mm-hmm. like that." Um, he then says, "Luke Rockhold," okay, and then he says, "Johnny Walker," yeah, and then he says, "Heavyweight." So it's three fights before heavyweight. Oh, right, okay. So will DC still be about? No, or that can that can all shift. If DC makes the statement of going, fuck it, I'm going to go back down to light heavy, which will never happen. No. So I don't think we're ever going to see DC Jones 3. No, I don't either. But it's, it's weird that he's put Luke Rockhold on the raid. Everyone hates Luke Rockhold. They ob- he obviously just wants to fuck up Luke Rockhold. <laughs> and he's a mate of DC, isn't he? Well, that's what I mean. It's that AKA element as well. He just wants to, again, take a piss all over Team AKA and be like, you can't even make guys to fucking compete with me. But then no one on the planet can compete with John Jones when he's on. So. I want to see Jones root Rockhold. That'd be amazing. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, absolutely. But then you know, I want to see Jones fucking Santos in July as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, great yeah. fight. Santos deserves it. So I like those three fights for John Jones. How how big is he? He's fucking massive. He's isn't he? fucking massive. I know. He is massive, but lean as fuck. Just a just a big spider monkey, isn't he? Massive. <laughs> no, no, he's got that massive back, tiny waist, long gangly arms. Yeah, but a big head as well. Yeah, he's fucking well, big he's a, arms. He's a dude, like he's, he's you're just, in, aren't you? Yeah, you I'm fucking made. love him, don't you? <laughs> 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 That's 
That's so funny. Oh my god, you've gone from being his biggest fucking critic. We should, we should at this point in time, we should play some audio from the last two years of you just spitting shit about John Jones. Whoa. I was just coming from a fan's angle of him disappointing me and letting me down from all the che- you know. from all the drug cheats. Yeah, but now he's shook your hand. Oh, sound the eyes. Spoke. Now do what he wants now. Yeah, sound does. But the irony of meeting him in a supplement Mate, fair. Yeah, exactly. Is Not half. Listen, if he pops before this Santos fight, oh, it's pulsing. Get ready for his fucking excuses to come out of this man's mouth right, defending he's him. He's all right, he's John. He's all right. He's a good lad. Sound as fuck. Uh, this weekend. Cracking card. Speaking this. of John Jones, Rochester, New York. That's John Jones' hometown. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rafael Dos Anjos versus Kevin Lee. This is a fight that I've been excited about since it was made. Rafael yes. Dos Anjos has been looking amazing uh, at this weight. Kevin Lee is mustard. This is a great fight. It's a fantastic fight. How far? How far does this fight go? The winner of this fight go in order to get them in the mix for titles? I think it's it's one off a you know it's one off a final eliminator at least. Just purely based on the fact that Rafael de Sanos has only lost against, uh, even though he's lost his last two, they came against Kamara Usman. Mm. And uh, who's the other one he fucking lost to? He lost to Kamara Usman uh, and Kobe Covington. The two guys walking around with UFC belts right now. So um, <laughs> I like that. The two guys walking around with exactly. UFC belts. So that's how close he is. Mm. Um Obviously, this is Kevin Lee's first move up to welterweight after fighting for the interim lightweight belt, losing to Tony Ferguson. The loss he against... wasn't right though, then was he? No, he wasn't. Talking no. about staff infections and various things like that, he wasn't hundred percent right. But then the loss to Ally Quinta last time out, you know that kind of you lose to Ally Quinta yeah. certainly after he's just lost. Yeah, um, your chances at fighting for the lightweight belt anytime soon. Uh, are running out so Kevin Lee's gone fuck it man I was always going to go to Welter anyway let's go up to Welter and UFC have handed him a cracker with Rafael de Sanyos. so I think whoever comes out of this 100% gets a top 5 top 3 top 5 ranking in the welterweight division and opportunities will come um, one of the coolest dudes in mixed martial arts Neil Magny's fighting yeah, man. Uh, this week he's taking on Vincente Luque um, I love Neil Magny. I just want him to... I know that he put a streak together, but I just want him to just put a nice little tiny streak there because that's another one. I know that main events are welterweight contests between Rafael Dos and Kevin Lee, but Neil Magny, just because... It's like that thing we just been, you've just been saying about the John Jones thing. You spend some time in someone's company, they have a bit of a crack with you, you have a little bit of a laugh and a joke, you kind of follow them a little bit with a bit more emotion connected to their fights. Neil yep. Magny's that dude because he was obviously on the Liverpool card, met him last year. He's just a sound dude. Yeah, cool as fuck. And can fight anywhere. You know, he's got so much ability. Uh, again, these are guys who are massive. Well, obviously, Magny's a perennial fucking welterweight top tenner. Uh, but just never seems to be able to get that final one over the line. Mm. It's a big opportunity for Vincente Luque to really move up these rankings. But Neil Magny gets matched with these guys. And Neil Magny only loses to the guys above him. And that's how he stays in the top 10 because yeah. he doesn't lose to the likes of Vincente Luque who's come below him even though Luque's on a little bit of a roll. I think Neil Magny will get the job done here because, again, he's a legit top 10 guy but he ain't ever going to be a top 5 guy because he loses them fights. Mm. Weird. Um, on the uh, prelims, have you seen who's on the prelims? Oh, boy, he's back, baby. Have you seen him on there? He's, he's on there. He's just, I've just been keeping an eye on his social media. Um, he's training hard, he's the kid, obviously. He got a raw deal in London. And he wanted to get straight back in the octagon and uh, get back in that wing column. Our boy Danny Roberts, he's on the undercard. This with the with the time, you might get lucky. You might get to see this just after one o'clock, maybe just after coming up towards two o'clock. Danny Roberts, I think he's the fourth fight on, um, taking on uh, Michelle Pereira. Um, I fully anticipate Danny to come through this, but I don't know too much about what Pereira offers. Yeah, it's, on paper, you, you, you'd think that the, this kid's, you know, he's, he's well-travelled, he's fought all over the world for the Brazilian, which is unusual, he's fought right across Eastern Europe and stuff like that. This is his first go in the UFC, so it, it's really hard to barometer these guys because, yeah. you know, either they rise to the occasion, they look fucking magnificent, or they do what my boy fucking Spivak did last week and they just completely and utterly fucking capitulate on live TV. Let's hope so. And let's hope that happens because Danny fucking hell more than anybody, Danny deserves it because he's always in brilliant fights, Danny Roberts. He's always in performance of the night, fight and the night bonus conversations after every fight, even though he's only had two of them in his entire career. It's fucking scandalous. Look back at his, look back at his record and he, he could have had four or five. But he was robbed against Claudio Silva. The referee made a really poor decision in London. 
uh, and he was robbed of you know potentially turning a fight on its head, which he, he'd lost the first two rounds. Yeah. It looked sensational. Um, and I'm disappointed, to be honest, they're not running that fight back first and foremost. But may, maybe Claudio's not available. But it, I, listen, more than anything, more than anything, anything that happens this weekend, I want to see Danny Roberts get his arm raised um, in New York because he's just fucking, he's a top bloke. Mm. Yeah, he's a top geezer, yeah. Um, just a couple of fights after him, if you are going to stay up and, uh, and attempt to watch this rather than uh, of your Cocoa Pops in the morning, Aspen Ladd is fighting Sajara Eubanks. It's a good fight, that. Just to yep. finish off uh, the prelims, just to give you a little bit of a test and maybe get yourself stuck into uh, to the main card. Aspen Ladd undefeated uh, Sajara Eubanks. This is a, this, listen, if you're, if you're into it, this is the fight for me that could be the fight of the night. Yeah, it could well be fight of the night, definitely. And, uh, you know, this is Sajara Eubanks is the only person that's ever taken... Uh, Aspen lad the distance mm. she stopped everybody else she's got five knockouts and one submission against one points decision in her seven straight wins um, and their points decision was against the uh, Sajari Eubanks in, over in Invicta before they both came over to the UFC so uh, and that was a cracking fight so I'm not surprised that the UFC are playing it back because styles make fights and both these guys both these girls can absolutely throw down but mm. Look no further than Aspen Lad trying to make a fucking statement and get the one woman that's took the points decision out of there inside the distance. But you're right, that's a fucking to crack and fight. Um, I also like Charles Oliveira against Nick Lentz on mm. the main card. That's a brilliant fight. Um, as is Patrick Cummings versus Ed Herman, which is way down. Patrick Cummings, the former welterweight, now competing as a light heavyweight. Fucking bonkers. Mm. Absolutely bonkers. Is it Felicia Spencer's UFC debut? Who's, uh, who's fighting Megan Anderson? Yes, I think so. I believe so. Mm. Felicia, I'm trying to think now. Undefeated fighter through six fights. Yeah, was she, I can't remember. She was Invicta in champion, right? She was Invicta champion. You know, Invicta, as we know, is the women only competition, which is a feeder lead to the UFC. She was definitely Invicta champion. I don't think I've seen a fight in the UFC before. Same. So should be good to get a spot on the main card against Megan Anderson. That's a good way to start. But then we're talking about the women's featherweight division, which you know. How many is there? Sparse. Four? Yeah, five? Sparse. Five featherweights? Mm. wonder if John will be there. Uh, <laughs> Fucking in his hometown. Yeah. Hi, John. It's Adam. Fucking hell. You're so funny, man. I knew this was going... I knew you were going to fall in love with John Jones when you met him. I fucking knew it. That's it. It's like me when I first met Alexander Gustav. <laughs> Ironically, it was when they were fighting John Jones. They were doing a world tour and I met them both. And listen, I'm Alex all day. Are you? When it comes to that. No, I'm John's now. I'm well, John. I know that now. <laughs> I know that now. But listen, the good thing is you'll be able to fucking, whether we get out in July to see him fight or whatever, you can always say, I shook the hands and stared in the eyes of the greatest of all time. If that's who John Jones is, with an asterisk. Uh, Are you th- taking the asterisk off now? It's gone. It's gone. You fucking. What asterisk? Exactly. Fucking pictogram. It was pulsing. <laughs> You're fucking pulsing. Listen, just let the magic wear off for a week. I'll give him shit next week, all right? <laughs> but this week, he's all right. He's your boy. He's all right, yeah. And before we wind off, I've seen you hanging out with Leon Robertson, Birmingham as well. Yes. Is he ever going to get a fucking decent fight? What, what God said. I can't be arsed watching this programme because I'm not on it. So you just <laughs> tell me what he said. <laughs> this is what Nick's like. <laughs> this is, I'm not on that is, show, so I'm not watching he's it. He's full frotch. <laughs> um... He's been spoilers. Me, what did Leon fucking me, say? Me, when is we're talking about welterweight here? Neil Magnum, Vincente Luque, Rafael de Santos, Kevin Lee, even fucking our boy Danny Roberts is getting fights. When is fucking Leon Roberts going to get a fight in this welterweight division? They phoned him last week. They offered him Ponzinibbio. He said no. Out in Argentina or whatever. They've got a fucking card coming up in Uruguay. I bet you it was headline on that card in Uruguay. Yeah. I bet they said go to fucking Uruguay. And fight Ponzinibbio. Yeah, and the reason why he said no, he says, what's the point? It's a lose-lose. If I, if I get beat, then I'm down the rank. I think he's these rankings are bullshit. I think he's number 10 or something like that. I think Ponzi's nine. And uh, by fight, what does he gain? He wants a top fiver. That's what he wants. And to be fair... He when, deserves it. Yeah. You know, the narrative was there for the Masvidal fight. They didn't give it him. They gave it to Ben Askren, who's had one fight in the UFC. And he got a... Let's be straight. Askren has just talked his way into these fights. Yeah. The Robbie Lawler fight... He end, he, he, did he win it? I don't know if he won it. They should be running that fight back. That's yeah. what they should be doing. But they're not. They're going Ben Askren, they're going Masvidal. Leon hasn't got a knock at this moment in time. We spoke about Darren Till. Mm-hmm. He said, well, I don't know what Darren's doing. And listen, if Darren had won at London, 100%, I am balls deep on that. Let's do that fight. But Darren got beat. Darren's got his own rebuilding to do. And he might not even be doing it at welterweight anymore. We don't know no. that at this moment. Even if he was, though, why the fuck would Leon want to fight Darren Till? Doesn't, right? So he basically said, 
all the all the guys that I wanted, they've matched them up with other dudes. Mm. So I don't know how I'm going to go and get my fight. I threw towards him Robbie Lawler. His eyes lit up. Legend killer. Don't know. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't got a knock at this moment in time. He wanted to get out in July. He hasn't got a knock. If it's not someone in the top five, and it's not a Robbie Lawler, you know, a legend that'd be look look amazing on his resume. I, I, I'm with him, man. Listen, I don't like fighters turning down fights. Period. But why the fuck do you want to fight Ponzinibbio? I'm guessing it was for this Uruguay card. Mm. Why? Well, it makes no sense. I get. I, I respect him even more for turning that fight down because, as you say, he beats him. Does it get him a title shot? No. And he, he deserves a title shot. He's on the biggest win streak in this division. Other than Kamaru. Yeah, yeah, he's on the fucking hottest win streak. So why the fuck is he not fighting Kamaru? Was and he's fought Kamaru, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he had a fight with uh, Kamaru a couple of years back. The narrative's there. It's ready to go. I'm not saying give him the title shot now. I'm saying give him a top fiver. Let him fuck up a top... The, the guy was Masvidal. Let's be yeah. straight. The guy was Masvidal. Fight Masvidal, beat Masvidal, get Usman. That's how, it. How the fuck has that not happened? Did that fight not happen? The it's narrative was there. This is an industry ridiculous. that thrives off narratives. Thrives off it. It's absolutely ridiculous that fight, that fight hasn't happened. Hmm. Unbelievable. Can't get it. It's just because... It's because fucking old Curly Ed. He's the man, isn't he? He's red hot. Talks I, his way into fights. And yet... Again, this is another part of the conversation which you're not going to watch, but I'll tell you anyway. It's, it's, that, it's that social media world, isn't it? You know, people are more interested in what's being said rather than what's actually happening on the inside of the octagon. Yeah. You know, they look at Leon. Yeah, he's won seven on the spin, all against legit uh, opponents. He's just beat Gunny, for crying out loud. Yeah. You know? And then you see this geezer coming in, giving it the big un on social media. He's doing this boom-roasted bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, he's funny. I'll watch him. Talks his way to the top. Yeah, and he's now he's getting a fight with Masvidal. If it, listen, if he beats Masvidal, do you think he's not going to be fighting Kamaru Usman next? Of course he is, 100%. There you go, mate. There you go. Anyway, thank you very much uh, for listening to us today. If you uh, have only just come across us, please subscribe. Uh, you can get us on iTunes. Fight Disciples is what you're looking for. You can also get fightdisciples.com for all Android feeds. Uh, at Fight Disciples on Facebook and Twitter, um, I believe that the shop will be up this week <sighs> so he can flog so. some merchandise. Yeah. One thing that I did do, by the way, which you'll be impressed with, I wore the merchandise yesterday whilst meeting John Jones. Good lad. There you go. So it's all over the telly. Great. Right? Good lad. You're still not going to watch it, though, are you? No. All right. Um, anyway, it's all there for you. Um, thank you very much. I've no doubt that uh, my Twitter feed will be full of people giving me shit now. W- for Wanting to join the John Jones fan club? Yeah, you're all welcome. You're all welcome. I'm the leader. Merchandise will be available on the sh- the uh, <laughs> Fight Disciples shop. Please subscribe. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.